Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host. And we have a special little show, not as special as tomorrow though. Today we are recording episode number 249 uh, of the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, hard to believe that we are already up to that number. Tomorrow night I will be recording number 250. Um, we thought about doing something special, but with where we are right now in the season... Um, and just with with some things that are going on just in life in general right now, I figured it'd probably be better um, if we just you know focus on maybe doing something big for number three hundred, um, which will probably be during preseason this next year. So depending on how depending on how everything goes, it may be during draft season. Um, so we'll kind of see um, you know where we go with that. But uh, yeah, two hundred and you know again tomorrow. Again, tomorrow will be number 250, so that's just kind of insane to even think about the fact that we have gotten uh, this far, and so uh, and so we, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll do what we can to celebrate a little bit, um, but uh, our main goal right now is to just make sure that we give you guys the fantasy input that you need in order to make sure that your lineups and your teams are ripping through the rest of your league uh, like we hope they can, so... With that being said, uh, real quick off the top, we want to again uh, remind you to please like like and or subscribe to the podcast, whether you are on um, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, wherever you are listening to our podcast, we would really appreciate you hitting that subscribe button. Not only doing that, but leaving a rating and or review gives us uh, the opportunity to know what exactly you want from us what you like what you don't like about the show um and i i mean i understand that for a while now it's been just me um and uh you know we'll, i'll see what i can do about getting uh, getting some guests on um some of the staff on the show as well uh make this uh, a little bit more of a uh, uh of a group effort but for right now um i hope that you guys are enjoying at least some of the info that i've been able to give you so far um also, make sure to please, if you could, share out our episodes. Um, you can do that either from um, whichever uh, podcast platform you're listening to. You can share our YouTube videos. Um, or you could even share the episodes from our uh, website, skulkingfootball.com. You can do it from there as well. So, again, we would just appreciate if you would, you know, do do us a favor and do your friends a favor, especially if they're not in your leagues, of sharing out our episodes just to be able to spread as much um, fantasy football advice and love as we can um, throughout the rest of the season. So with that being said, I think we will go ahead and get into the headlines. Today's headlines. All right, now... We've got some some big things going on here in the in the NFL. Starting it off, the Tennessee Titans have um, officially made a change, and they are benching Marcus Mariota and starting Ryan Tannehill in Week Seven. 
Um, he has already been told, apparently, that he is getting the start for this uh, this next week. We will kind of see uh, how that goes. See, while he had an okay game finishing off against the uh, the Denver defense, I want to say he passed for around 114, 115 yards. And uh, I believe he threw a desperation um, interception late in the game uh, when it really didn't matter anyway. So um, definitely be interesting to see how this goes for, for Ryan Tannehill and for the, the Titans at large. See if this provides any consistency for um, for the wide receivers and for the uh, um, and for the running backs as well. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, as far as I can remember, hasn't really ever had a solid running back like Derrick Henry uh, to to work with. Um, he's had, I believe, Frank Gore, Kenyon Drake. Really, not a whole lot. So, um, and so we'll we'll kind of see what Tannehill can do with this with a full week working with the ones, um, and so yeah. So we'll just kind of see where it goes from there. Uh, story number two: uh, Alvin Kamara is dealing with a high ankle issue. Is all that we've seen and all that they're calling it right now. It's a high ankle type issue. Uh, that will limit him in practice this week per sources. However, Kamara still believes that he has a shot to play Sunday against the Bears. Um, we will see how this plays out. Um, as an owner of Kamara in at least two different leagues, I really hope that he plays. And so, uh, we'll, this again, this is something to monitor going over these next couple days and how this will go. Um, Latavius Murray is definitely uh, a pickup if you can. Um, for this week if, if Kamara is unable to play. Um, let's see. The The other thing, this is the, the, the big story, is everything that the Rams did today. Um, uh, if you're, I mean, I'm sure you're listening to this, obviously, the day after, but I'm recording this at night. Um, the, the Rams traded two first-round picks, a first-round pick in 2020 and 2021, and a fourth-round pick in 2021 to the Jacksonville Jaguars for Jalen Ramsey. They traded an undisclosed pick, as far as I know so far, to the Browns for center Austin Corbett. They traded away Marcus Peters to the Ravens and put Aqib Tlaib on IR, but I believe he is also he's one of their guys that's designated to return later in the season, which means he's going to be coming back right around six week 15, 16, 17, somewhere there. So, that being said, this is definitely a, a a major change. Obviously, their defense has struggled um, stopping, especially in the back end. Um, you know, Peters was a guesser um, and usually guessed wrong lately. And that was what made him so successful with, with Kansas City is he guessed r- right a lot his first couple seasons but he also got burned a lot so um Aqib Tlaib just hasn't been I guess healthy enough to really be able to you know play up to his standards as well either and so you know obviously getting the Jalen Ramsey thing is going to help that'll be that's going to cause some um some things to be a little bit different in terms of what uh the Rams do on defense and and how some teams are going to be playing against them on defense. So uh, we'll kind of get a little bit farther into that as we go. Uh, Marcus Peters, actually, after playing with the Rams in 
Seattle two weeks ago. Now, this next week, his first week, will be playing with Baltimore in Seattle this next weekend. So where he actually played at the University of Washington before he got basically kicked off the team uh, for his senior year. So, um, like I said, a lot of things going on at the Rams. They were very, very active today. Um, another uh, trade rumor that's been going around is that Trent Williams um, will quite possibly be on the Browns roster quite soon. Trent Williams is the, um, I believe, the left guard or left tackle for the uh, Washington Redskins who has been holding out. Uh, looks like right now he may be coming to the Browns, which the Browns could use a little bit of help um, in getting uh, in getting some protection for for Baker Mayfield, who, when he's been pressured, has not been all that great. So hopefully that will help them out as well. Um, a couple, just a couple other stories uh, to round things out. Uh, Chris Thompson is dealing with a turf toe injury right now. He's questionable to be playing this weekend, which does not bode well if you know he's your number two running back in a 14-team league, like he is for me. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, there is optimism that Emmanuel Sanders will play on Thursday. I believe he was dealing with a, I want to say it was a hamstring issue. It may have been a quad issue, like uh, like with what um, uh, Mark Cooper was dealing with in Dallas. And Patriots first-round pick Nikhil Harry is officially back at practice after being placed on injured reserve earlier this season. Uh, and I believe that is it. So um, now we are going to do a quick uh, little break, and then we will hop right into um, the game previews. We will be covering six games tonight. Uh, so we will go over the uh, the first half of the games for this weekend. Um right after this have your fantasy teams been struggling this year or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top then make sure to visit our friends over at finish first fantasy advisors they are the premier one-on-one -on -one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship you will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft dynasty or dfs formats their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. All right, well, let's get into these game previews. Uh, to start off, our game previews uh, this week for week seven are brought to you by Prolytics.com. If you're looking to go to the next level with your DFS lineups, you need to go to Prolytics.com. Their AI learning machine provides predictive analytics, DFS roster construction, decision optimization, and more. Uh, our staff has been uh, very happy with the success using Prolytics for our own DFS lineups. It has helped me with multiple lineups. Um, while their main thing is uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, just having their general cheat sheets that they send out every week uh, has been a lifesaver even for some of the uh, Yahoo DFS contests that I have been a part of. Uh, we have loved their projections and we recommend their services to anyone wanting to take that next step with their DFS lineups. So make sure to go to pro-litics.com, that's P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S dot com, and use the coupon code SKULKINGFF, that's all lowercase, SKULKINGFF, 
for 40% off your first month. Again, go to ProLytics.com. That's P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com to advance your DFS lineups this week. All right. So why don't we go ahead and get into the game previews. We are going to start it off with the Thursday night football game, the Chiefs at the Broncos. The Chiefs have lost two in a row at home. And we'll be going to a Broncos defense that played pretty solid this last weekend. Uh, that being said, we'll start with the Chiefs. Mahomes is still a quarterback one, even though he has been struggling a little bit. He is still putting up quarterback one numbers. He is the quarterback number five, I believe, overall in fantasy this year. Um, Williams and McCoy, I have them right now as running back threes because we simply don't know how exactly they're going to be used in this offense. Uh, I believe that Damian Williams had two touches or something ridiculous like that in the last game. Now, of course, one of them was like a 14-yard pass for a touchdown. Um, that being said, the, the fact that we are not sure whether or not they're even going to be used in the offense is concerning for their fantasy uh, value. And so for them, I, again, I have them no higher than a running back three for this week. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, uh, I have Tyreek Hill as a wide receiver one. He will be a top ten wide receiver this week at least in my rankings for right now. Uh, going on to the, the other three, uh, Hardman, uh, Robinson, and Watkins, I have all them as basically boomer bust wide receiver threes. Watkins may be a low-end wide receiver two, but uh, he is also, I believe, dealing with a hamstring or something. Um, and so the, the Chiefs, uh, like I said on yesterday's show, are optimistic he'll be able to play Thursday. As of right now, we still are not sure. Moving on, Travis Kelsey is a tight end one, even though he has had a down year. And I believe he is right around tight end number eight or nine in half point PPR. Uh, or, you know, depending on your scoring system, if you have, um, you know, bonuses for first downs and all that kind of stuff. Um, Kelsey has not been performing as everyone would expect. Uh, but uh, I do I do think that uh, better days are coming ahead for Travis Kelsey. Moving on to the Broncos. Flacco, I believe overall in the season, is quarterback number 23. He will remain as a quarterback two this week, even against this Chiefs defense. I think that he could put up higher quarterback two numbers, but with the fact that they are going to, I think that they are still going to try to lean on uh, Philip Lindsay and and uh, Royce Freeman uh, to get things done. Lindsay, I have as a running, uh, mid to high running back two uh, in this game. Freeman as only a running back three. They even though they are trying to keep the split a little even. Um, Lindsey has obviously been the more productive. I believe he's the running back eleven or twelve in half point PPR, while Freeman is right around running back thirty. Um, Sutton I have as a wide receiver two. Sanders low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three, and Noah Fant basically a tight end two. He is a a deep streaming option if you want. Not someone I necessarily would recommend for this week. As far as the Dolphins go, or sorry, we're going to move on to the next game. Rams at Falcons. Went sideways and set it down. Rams versus Falcons is our next game. Uh, Jared Goff, I believe, gets off the schneid and uh, against a, a Falcons team that has basically uh, allowed uh, offenses to go through them like uh, water through a sieve. Um, Goff, I think, gets back on it and is a quarterback one this week. Gurley, if he plays... I have as a mid to upper end running back too. If he does not, if he sits out another week, I 
cannot in good conscience put Brown any higher than a low-end running back two. Um, and if he puts up better than numbers, better numbers than that, awesome. I'm okay to be wrong there. Just after what happened this last week, um, I understand that the 49ers defense is, is showing that they are pretty dang legit. That being said, I think that they could still could have done more with the run game and with uh, and with um with Brown in that game and with Daryl Henderson. Uh, moving on, uh, Cooper Cup I have as a low end wide receiver one, Woods and Cooks as wide receiver twos. Again, Cooks is more of that boomer bust simply because of the fact that he he's more the the deep shot kind of guy. Uh, Gerald Everett, uh, he's had a he had a couple of really good weeks that boosted his his uh, value. Um, and his overall standing, I still have have him right now as a as a tight end two. I think that's kind of his ceiling for the most part overall, uh, with the ability you know depending on the matchup to to put up better weeks. Uh, Mr. Matt Ryan for the Falcons, I have him as a quarterback one again. The Rams, we will see if Ramsey plays this week. If Ramsey does play this week, he is going to be following Julio Jones which Ryan can still be hitting Austin Hooper, Calvin Ridley, and Mohamed Sanu. So um, Devonta Freeman, uh, as long as he is healthy, I have him as a running back too. It was nice to see him have a solid week this last week. Uh, Julio Jones is a wide receiver one. If Ramsey is there, I move him to a low-end wide receiver one, possibly wide receiver two, just because Ramsey is that good of a, of a cover guy. Uh, Ridley I have as a wide receiver two, Mohamed Sanu, uh, low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. Again, we're not sure. Again, how Ramsey is going to be uh, involved in the defense, and if he is there, again, it's kind of a pick and choose. Who is it going to be between Ridley and Mohamed Sanu as the main targets? Uh, Austin Hooper, I have as a tight end one. I believe he's a uh, top three or four right now on the season. He may have even moved to tight end number one. All right, moving on. Now we go to the Dolphins versus the Bills. As far as the Dolphins go, uh, you're not going to start either Rosen or Fitzpatrick, especially against a Bills defense that has played pretty darn well uh, against New England, for crying out loud, and they're at home. So um, Drake, maybe, I mean, if you're desperate, a low-end RB3, RB4, uh, Williams and Parker, uh, Preston Williams and, and Devontae Parker, not, what? Wide receiver four or five. That's all I can do. I mean, they're they're just not. I don't see the Dolphins doing very well in this game. So, uh, moving on to the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen uh, again. The Dolphins' defense is horrible. So I have Josh Allen as quarterback one. Gore and Singletary. If Singletary is healthy, he is a running back two with upside. Um, Gore I have as a mid to low running back two. Brown and Beasley I have both on that wide receiver two to wide receiver three threshold. Uh, Dawson Knox, I guess, is the best uh, tight end in uh, in Buffalo. He's he's only a tight end too. Moving on to the next game, the Jaguars versus the Bengals. Gord, uh, Gardner Minshew, I have on the the edge of quarterback one and quarterback two. The Bengals defense has definitely struggled um, so far this season, and Minshew I think can definitely put up better numbers than the was the one point six points he put up in one of my leagues. Um, this last week with uh, a few turnovers. Um, Fournette, I have as a running back one. 
Uh, I think that he will be able to he run very well against this Bengals defense. Again, that has struggled this year. Chark, I have as a wide receiver two with upside. Could definitely put up close to wide receiver one numbers. I believe he is still wide receiver five or six in fantasy for half point PPR right now. Westbrook, I have as a wide receiver two or three. And the, for the most part, the Jaguars don't really have a, a tight end worth mentioning for fantasy purposes. Uh, as far as the Bengals go, Dalton is a quarterback two low end at this point because of the Jaguars defense. I understand that Ramsey is gone now, but their defense has still played pretty well. Um, even against the uh, um, the Saints without Ramsey, uh, able to do a pretty okay job against the uh, against the Saints and holding them up. So um, Mixon still is a running back two or three. The Jaguars' defensive line, I think, is good enough to stop him up. He hasn't done much all season. Uh, Boyd, I have, again, that threshold of wide receiver two, wide receiver three, depending on who's covering him. And Auden Tate, I have as a wide receiver three. Tyler Eifert as a tight end two. Moving on, the last two games we are going to cover tonight. The Vikings at the Lions. Kirk Cousins uh, back and forth on the threshold of QB1 and QB2. If they could do anything like they did in this last game where Cousins was able to throw the ball all over the place, allowing Thielen and Diggs to do what they do best, this should be a great game, and Cousins should be close to that, you know, right around in that QB1 um, conversation again, at least for the week. Not as the number one overall QB, but in that you know top 10 QBs for the week. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, against this Lions defense, I still believe, is a running back one. He's, I want to say, number two in terms of fantasy production so far this year. Uh, Thielen and Diggs, both as wide receiver twos. Now that we've seen that Diggs actually is going to be involved and getting it done, uh, I'm moving him back up into the wide receiver two conversation. Uh, as far as the tight ends, Rudolph and Irv Smith, haven't really done anything in in terms of the offense, so I think it sticks with Cook, Thielen, and Diggs. Uh, moving on to the Lions, Stafford, quarterback two against a very tough uh, Vikings defense. Carryon Johnson, uh, more in that low-end running back two area. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver two. Marvin Jones, boomer bust, wide receiver three. And Galladay could move more to that low-end uh, wide receiver two in that 20 20 to 18 range um, I know right now he is wide receiver I want to say 15 to 17 in terms of half point PPR I think he right about that maybe a little bit lower I think this will be a little bit lower than norm uh, game for him against a, a, a very good Vikings defense and Hawkinson again as always if he plays is a tight end too moving to the last game that we are going to cover in tonight's show uh, Derek Carr is a quarterback too. The Raiders at the Packers. Um, the Packers are playing pretty good defense at home, so uh, I think that Carr stays as a quarterback too. Jacobs on the on that back uh, back end, mid to back end, running back two against the Packers defense. Williams and Renfro. Okay, Williams if he plays, still not sure if he's going to play after missing last week. Uh, if he does, I think he's mid to low wide receiver two possibly. Um, Renfro and Zay Jones are basically boomer bust, hope and pray for it. Uh, Waller is a tight end one. Uh, moving on to the Packers, Rodgers, I might put him in the quarterback one conversation this week. He's just not throwing touchdown passes. So I think it's possible he puts up quarterback, you know, top 10 quarterback numbers. Um, so right now I have him on the edge. Uh, Jones, I have as, 
uh, Aaron Jones, I have as a running back too. I understand Aaron Jones in half-point PPR is the number five running back in fantasy football. However, we've had this conversation over and over. I've told it on here on the, the sports exchange where I've, I've been a guest host. Um, the thing about Matt LaFleur is he likes to split carries between his running backs. He did it last year as the offensive coordinator for Tennessee and frustrated every Deion Lewis and and uh, Derrick Henry owner until finally Derrick Henry breaks open what was it like 16 carries for 200 and and you know whatever yards and four touchdowns until then it was an even split over and over and over that's what this is becoming and uh, Jamal Williams who is again only owned I want to say well before waivers go through um, last or for everyone who's listening to this now, last night, uh, Williams was only 16% owned. That is going to jump, obviously. So he is going to be more owned. I think he's a running back three who can put up running back two numbers. Again, depending on how they split this up, split up the workload. Adams, again, he's still dealing with that turf toe injury. If he plays, he's going to be a wide receiver one. If he does play, again, M- well, I don't think it changes uh, Marquez Valdez Marquez Valdez-Scaling and um, Geronimo Allison uh, out of being wide receiver threes. Um, I think that uh, there's enough uh, there's enough guys in the uh, Green Bay offense uh, to fill in at wide receiver that we don't know who it's going to be who actually uh, who actually performs. Uh, I want to say what was it the uh, the other night? It was it was Alan Lazard who finishes with like you know 12, 15 fantasy points. So um, Graham is kind of on the corner of uh, tight end one to tight end two. So, all right, that is it. Now I've gone through all the games uh, for uh, the th- tonight's episode. We'll be going over more tomorrow. Um, you know, I may do a little a monologue about, you know, just the, the joy of being able to do this and having gone through 250 episodes. Again, tomorrow we are having our 250th episode um, hope you guys join us for that. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, who knows, I may even do it as a live stream. So, uh, again, I want to thank you guys so much for for being a part of the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast and for listening to us and, and giving us the chance to help you with your fantasy leagues. Uh, hope you guys all have a wonderful night, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Skulking Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skulking Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.